if you're like me, you want to get your business ahead, but there's certain skills you need, but you just don't have. If this sounds like you, then you need to head over to Fiverr. They have a whole array of professionals that can help you in different areas from design to writing, marketing, and more. They have you covered. I seriously can't tell you how much Fiverr.com has helped me along with this podcast. Um, I've used them so much for this podcast. It's been unreal. They make my flyers. They go ahead and um, I hire this guy to help me upload the each episode and in the beginning in order for me to be all over the place it was I was totally going to Fiverr it was I seriously just it's I've gotten so much for my business through them so please use my link which you can find in the description of this episode or you can go to MarcellaAlonzo.com and book there through Fiverr today you'll be glad you did hello and welcome to Sunday Funday with Marcella Lonzo. And I welcome today my guest, comic David Jasso. Thank you so much, sweetie, for coming on, being on time. So nice to meet you. This is the first time I get to meet you. Um, please introduce yourself. Tell my audience who you are and how you got started into comedy. Okay, first and foremost, thanks for having me on. You know, mm -hmm. I love doing podcasts and it's always an honor when somebody invites me to their shows. Uh, so my name is David Josso. I'm out of Los Angeles, California. I'm a comedian slash producer slash promoter. You know, I do it all. I'm a uh, social media influencer as well. I got thousands and thousands of followers on TikTok and Instagram combined. Um, I started doing comedy because of the pandemic. Oh, so uh, you started during the pandemic? Yeah, I started during the pandemic. You know, I wasn't doing much before then, but then pandemic hit, didn't have much to do and started doing videos on TikTok, you know, little funny skits here and there. And once the pandemic started coming slowly to an end, mm -hmm. I got discovered by a wonderful person. Her name is Black, uh, Blanca Castro. She's also a promoter out here in L.A., but she does more music than mm -hmm. comedy. And she had invited me through Instagram to do a, a fundraiser, a comedy fundraiser show for a comic that passed away out here during the pandemic. So it was um, my first time doing stand-up comedy. And I went on stage. I was terrible. I had no, <laughs> I had no nothing to say, you know. And once that finished, um, she invited me again for another show. Damn. And I ended up just getting better and better from there. And wow. long story short, I've been doing this two and a half years now. And I'm probably at the funniest I've ever been. And it took a lot of hard work to get to the point where I'm at now. Right. So that first time you went on, you then you realized like, oh shit, I need to get us I, I need to get my my shit together the first time you were coming out. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I, I have that video saved and I and I look at it over and over again, like, man, that day fucking sucked. <laughs> I had no routine, I had nothing. Like I I didn't even hear that many people laugh or anything. And I just started doing my homework on things. You know, I, I started watching a lot of stand-up comedy from other comedians to see how they do their stage credit, their stage presence, um, how they, how they, um, how you say, how they hit their jokes, you know, their punchlines and all that and everything. And I kind of just try to imitate all of them together. And that wasn't working for me either. I was like, you know, I need to stop watching people and then just start 
figure out things on my own. So show after show, I started changing things, uh, changing up things differently. And, you know, I just started capping on my own family. You know, I started mm-hmm. doing jokes about my <laughs> wife. I started doing jokes on my kids, my mom, my grandma, all that. And that just took off for me. All how, that did you, how did your um, wife feel about you making jokes about her like that? Was she pissed at first or how did that, that I, put a strain? <laughs> So my wife is wonderful. She supports me 100% because she don't even know what I'm going to say when I get on stage. You know, because honestly, I, I I could say this 100%. I don't write none of my jokes down. I have you nothing don't. written. No, I have nothing written on paper. I have nothing written on my phone. Nothing. I go and just feel the vibe of the crowd that's there, you know, and I just go from there. I'll have a routine. And also, I do a lot of crowd work as well. And I just start. You know, it, I just put it all together when when I'm there. So, right. yeah, all that is pretty much getting to the venue early, seeing what type of crowd there is, and mm-hmm. I just roll with it from there. Oh, wow. So you learned early on how to read a crowd. Yeah, yeah. And I had to. I had to because it, it was getting hard trying to stick to one routine. And I have a lot of regulars that come and. For a while, it's just the same thing over and over again. I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to be able to get people to come to my shows if I'm just doing the same thing over and over again. So right. I've been switching it up a whole lot. Yeah, I see. I, there's sometimes I've seen um, comics and I keep on seeing them perform. And then um, it's like that you see them once. And then when it's kind of disappointing when you see them again. And I'm like, oh, that's that same material. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want something new. You want to be able to keep on going to them and, and finding, finding yeah, different, some... different routines and all that stuff. So I learned, I learned that quick. I picked that up that I picked that up quick. And now that I'm uh, producing my own shows, it allows me to work on my own craft on a, in a stress-free environment, you know, knowing that I'm the one hosting it, knowing that I have to get the crowd going, you know, set the tune for the other comedians coming on. And that, all that producing my own shows, getting my own shows, you know, pretty much giving my own time that nobody's right. going to give me really helped me a oh, lot. Oh, so that's how you started Comedy is King, that show that you produce currently. You're like, oh, I I need to make my own thing. Yeah, yeah. Com- yeah. yeah. And Comedy is King, Comedy is King is, is was just an idea for me about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just something that popped in my head as an idea and I was like, you know what? Because I've had some mental health issues. I had some dark places. And I watched other comedians, you know, bring me out that light, you know, bring me out of that dark, you know, just laughing. And I have so many people reach out to me in my DMs. Like, man, I just saw one of your videos. I had a bad day. You're making me laugh, you know. And the thought just, you know, a light just went on. Like, hey, comedy, comedy is king. <laughs> you know, it's the king of everything. If you can laugh, you, it takes away from your dark days. And that's pretty yeah. much the the idea I came with uh, came up with, and believe me, I searched hundreds of hundreds of comedians to see if they use the same phrase, mm-hmm. and I didn't see any of anybody using that same phrase. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna roll with it. That one make it mine. And and I'm in the process of branding it for myself. I'm in the, I'm in the process of copywriting it. You know, because nobody 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 uses it. Nobody uses it. So I'm 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 rolling with it. You know, I'm, I'm making it mine. That's good. Yeah, that's good that you 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 admit, though, that, you know, we all have our issues. We all have our problems. But that's cool that you realize that and how comedy could aid. And, you know, people just 
life can just be shitty. It's terrible. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's really, uh, and a lot of comedians, they've had dark lives. Like look at Richard Pryor growing up. He had some, yeah. yeah, And, and Robin Williams, you know what I'm saying? Like, but the, the comedy, that's why I've always enjoyed comedy because it will make me laugh, make me feel good. And then, uh, be more positive part of the day. You know what I'm saying? So we need to that's good promoting it so you've always been uh just pretty much in LA yeah I grew up here my whole life in LA what part of LA born and raised South Central oh okay yeah so I I was uh Watts that's that's where I grew up and yeah the the little city of Watts you know I grew up in some of the toughest times and all my friends got into all that gang life all my friends were in and out of jail and I was pretty much the only one that stood away from all that. You know, I went to school first, first person in my, in my family to go to college. I didn't finish, but I went. <laughs> Cause yeah. I, didn't finish, yeah, I didn't finish, but I went. I didn't uh, finish either though. I was like nine hours short of finishing oh, college. Like, yeah, yeah I was I, like, I was about many, 20, 25 credits short. Oh, I was like, I was just nine hours short and I didn't, um, but believe it or not, like I took accounting, I took calculus. I took oh, like, okay. and I did well. And I'm like, I didn't even finish, but I like, well, my degree was in marketing. So I'm pretty good at that. But okay. Yeah. I went for criminal justice. I, oh, I wanted to be a cop. Yeah. I want to be a cop my whole life. But never... you know what? I wanted to be a cop, but my dad was a drug dealer growing up and uh, my dad's Cuban. So, uh, he always he ruined it and he would always say uh cops are what did he tell me i was like i wanted to be a detective so bad a cop he's like uh cops are narcs or you know they're they're rats you don't want to be a rat like that (laughs) yeah when i right but then i became a stripper and then i was like well dad you told me not to be a cop Uh, what the (laughs) hell did you want me to do like so no i was a stripper majority of my adult years but you know, whenever he brought, he's passed away now, but I would bring that up to him when he, you know, I said, look, I asked to be a cop, but he said I would be a rat. Like, what the right. hell? So, you know what I'm saying? Be careful what you tell your daughter. So if your daughter oh. wants to be a cop, you better push her to promote yeah, it. Yeah, let her be a cop. Yeah. Yeah, for me, my, my situation kind of similar because I had uncles that were all, you know, gang members. And then my mom... Mm-hmm. My mom was in and out of prison for a short time and my dad was in and out of prison for a short time. So I kind of feel that kind of stopped me a little bit when they really did run my background checks. And mm-hmm. I tried for like 10 years and it was always the same thing over and over again. Just never made it past getting anywhere from that. So I kind of just mm-hmm. gave all that up after 10 years. I pretty much sacrificed my whole 20s. My whole 20s. Trying oh, your to be whole a cop. Tw- really? Yeah. I sacrificed wow. all that. And I just gave oh because up. of your parents' background yeah they, yeah they exactly. were looking that's that's mm-hmm. what I felt my parents' background and everybody in my um in my my family like my uncles and all that stuff because they, they they always used to bring that up now if if you're a cop like if you come across them are you gonna let them go or what are you gonna do with your own family you know and for me mm-hmm. I always answered you know, I always always answered you know what they wanted to hear hey I'm gonna right. rest on this stuff. You know, I'm gonna arrest them. Mm-hmm. That's what you want to hear. Like, you want me to be a robot? I'm gonna give you the answer you want to hear. But right, just never worked out. Unfortunately, no, I understand. Yeah, but that's cool. At least you knew you were like me in a way. Like, you wanted to do 
tell me you got stopped by your family like but my father never got any felonies he always was able to I don't know he did Santeria or whatever and he thought I get I don't know to this day what he did to always I know he didn't narc though because he was real big about that ratchet but um he never got he never got charged with felonies but I remember when he would get in trouble he would be all like do the centuria where they're like all in white or whatever you know what I'm yes. talking about? yeah yes, like, <laughs> so it's, yeah it's, it's crazy it's crazy because at the end of the day like we didn't choose our family you know yeah this, this is a life we were dealt with yeah and now we no. start like you know don't worry about what my family does you know I can't live their life worry about what I'm doing at right. the end of the day, you know, and hey, some people don't like to hear that shit. Yeah, no, that's true. That's so true. That's so true. So how does it feel being a promoter now? Like, uh, and how, doing your own fucking, show? Like, It's fucking stressful. When I thought about this shit, I was like, man, I didn't, know, I didn't think it would be so hard doing this shit. You know, <laughs> I thought it was, was going to be easy. Um, I, I was like, man, I got the social media following. I'm going to be able to sell these tickets. I'm going to be able to bring people to these shows and all that shit. And fuck it, it's hard. But the reality of pushing. Yeah, but for some reason it's like I can't I I don't like to quit on shit that I started. Right. You know, and there's already been times where I'm like, you know, I don't want to do this shit no more. You know, I'm just I'm gonna just stick to comedy. I'm gonna just let people book me on, you know, but I'm like, nah. I got so many people, uh my peers in the comedy game that are looking for stage time and they're coming out for me. You know, they're Mm -hmm. reaching out to me, hey man, can I get on your show? five minutes, 10 minutes here and there. I was like, hey, you know what? Yeah, come on through. You know, come come do your thing over here. And nobody else is giving, you know, no, and nobody's going to give you the opportunity. I'm going to do it for, I'll give it to you. You know, so I, I was able to put myself in a position where, okay, people are coming to me, you know, for, you know, that stage time. And yeah. I was like, and it's pretty much like, I'm not a selfish person. I'm like, hey, fuck, I, I, people are coming to me. I got to roll with it. I got to keep on doing. I got to push harder, yeah. make bigger shows, you know, try to get the bigger comedians. Uh, the bigger names bigger stages you know and when it's good it's great when it's bad it's bad yeah it's it's not much in between and I've had some bad days where only two people three people came and I just had to fuck it up like fuck I was gonna put the best show for these three people you know yeah and and it's hard because it's your name on it yeah you know the comedians come they come and go but at the end of the day you know, it's my name on the flyer. It's my name as a promoter. It's my name putting the show on. So that's just, it's hard. It's, it's really tough. But at the end of the day, for me, it's fun at the same time. Yeah. And it's weird with social media. Like you do have, like, I find that I have this big following, but getting people or pushing people, you have to be like in their face. Yeah. Like all the time. It, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And and I learned that quick too, is because I got maybe 60, 60 plus thousand you know 60,000 plus with my TikTok and Instagram combined Mm -hmm. and but my it's diversified you know I got followers from New York I got followers from Texas I got followers Mm -hmm. from Arizona Nevada you know you can name it so it's like how many people are actually in LA that are following me yeah so it's like I could put on a show but nobody's from New York and then fly all the way over here for one day on my show so I learned that quick. So right now it's like my social media following don't really mean nothing if I can't sell tickets because the majority of the people coming to my shows don't even follow me. 
you know, they're coming for support the other comedians that are coming on, mm-hmm. you know, or they saw a flyer from my ads that I'm posting on Instagram, you know, and they're just locals from the city that I'm doing the, the comedy show that, you know, and I always introduce myself before the shows. Like, how did you know about the show? Oh, I follow so-and-so. That's why I can't support him. Or I saw an ad pop up on my Instagram. You know, I just thought to come up. I was like, oh, so you guys already know who I am. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, who are you? I was like, oh, I'm the one. I produced this show. I was like, oh, okay. You know, so it takes, you know, I'm learning every day. I'm learning yeah. every day. Do you utilize Facebook? Not at all. You Not know what? All. I My Facebook, I utilize, and that's where I get the, well, like Facebook is like IG where you can do the ads too. Um, yeah. But my Facebook, for some reason, gives me the best. I don't know what it oh. is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. and then uh, now Instagram has the threads, like, yeah. I know I'm like on all of it. I'm on all of it. <laughs> it's like pushing yeah. everything. But um, yeah, so, so I, when I when I started doing the skits and everything, mm-hmm. I used to get flagged a lot on Facebook. They used to mm. take my sound down. They used to block my video. So I kind of just gave all that up. And I'm not oh, doing okay. Facebook no more. They're they're too strict with everything that I'm doing. So man, I only use Facebook for family. That's uh-huh. it, you know, because I got the pinky tias and tios that are on there that oh yeah have, yeah that's your mom that don't have yeah. instagram or none yeah, of that yeah. shit, you know so <laughs> i just go there to talk to them once in a while but right. I, I mostly utilize uh instagram a lot you know i'm more on instagram than anything and my tiktoks just for my skits i mm-hmm. I really don't promote anything on tiktok you know because it's just i don't know it's weird but yeah instagram, i lost my um tiktok i lost oh, it you? before no no talking about what I was making I remember and I'm like what the hell they uh, were weird I I only grew to like 50k and then I couldn't a friend somebody I know she went she did real well but I'm like it's just so weird like she doesn't have any trouble on TikTok but she has trouble on IG for me I I don't have any trouble with IG I don't have any trouble with Facebook threads anything meta in fact I make money off my Facebook I make the most money off of currently right now um because i'm monetized there and then i have like promotions and stuff like that like other things that um but uh with tiktok i had the hardest time growing i don't know what it is it's weird certain people like i've heard when people i tell them facebook they they're like no i got in trouble for this 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 and i'm like so it's opposites for some people yeah every every i think every platform is just is weird it's it's if if it goes on Instagram, it's not gonna go on TikTok. If it flows on TikTok, you know it won't flow on Instagram. <laughs> you know it's just like it's still a whole learning process throughout the whole social media thing. You know I don't use Twitter. You know. Oh, I'm you not, don't now. Like, you need to use Twitter. Yeah, I know. You need like, to right use now. Twitter. Like you need to use Twitter. Um, I'm just I don't know the way I am because I have like two different podcasts and I'm just trying to push and push and push. I just every which I have like a couple TikToks I really don't keep up like I should um but I I just I see I think it's like you just never know like I say push it everywhere yeah 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 and it's just so many for me it's like it's so many freaking platforms that I gotta keep you know closing and opening closing and opening and try to balance everything now I'm like yeah Austin <laughs> like, it's, it's, like I don't even know what I like I said I don't even know what I got myself into trying to do all this shit you, <laughs> you know, don't know but, what you got like, yourself into no. yeah but if got it was yourself easier, into some work yeah if it was if it was easy everybody everybody be doing it you know yeah and 
uh, I work better when my back is against the wall. You know, I, I like to be in stressful situations for some reason, you know, but it works, you know, it's working out for me pretty good still. So there's no quit. Yeah. yeah. Now growing up, did you have a favorite comic, um, comedian or anything that you really enjoyed watching like that inspired uh, so, you? Yeah. Growing up, I used to watch a lot of Paul Rodriguez, you know, mm-hmm. one of the original Latin Kings of comic comedies or comics. Um, George Lopez, I followed for a while until, you know, I really started doing this and he kind of mm-hmm. just brushes everybody off. So I lost a lot of re- respect for George, but Paul, Paul, I met him a couple of times already, you know, doing, doing comedy. Um, during the pandemic, I watched a lot of Jerry Garcia, you know, he's from Huntington Park, you know, local. Oh yeah, local. yeah, yeah. I just, he's up this week for my show. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 Jerry Garcia, you know, I watched him a lot because I connected to a lot to his comedy mm-hmm. and, you know, I manifested doing a show with him. So I've done two or three shows with him already. Oh, wow. But, yeah. And obviously I have, I have a lot of screenshots that I took from back in the day. Like I'm going to do a show with this dude one day and it ended up happening, you know, it ended up happening. So, um, but as far as like other comics, Kevin Hart is another one. Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. I love Kevin Hart. I love watching him. Um, He's got uh, a really, you know what? Kevin Hart has one of the best book. He has such a good book. I listened to the audio. You got to listen to it because as an aspect, like my, the way my brain is, I'm thinking about like marketing, but for you, um, it's really, really good because he shares and then it makes sense how he became successful when he's touring. So, like, I think every comic needs to that book. Obviously, he must have had a ghostwriter because it was too. That book was really, really good. Like, uh, it was. I'm like, I know this man didn't have time to like, like, go and tour and write a book. He had to have a ghostwriter. <laughs> but the book is right. like the book is really, really good of Kevin Hart's. Like, you have to like get it like audio because like it's a it's a very big book, but it it, it was very good and I learned. Um, I saw like how what he did for marketing and and he yeah. talks about it and I think like every comment needs to listen to it and 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 kind of follow the same. I'm not going to share too much because he you know what I'm saying. Um, yeah, but he has a very very good book. I found I found it very good and helped. He has that like on an audio book, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Because like- I listened to it on the audio and I thought at first like oh you know, this is going to be like jokes or whatever, but, um, it was good. It was very motivating and it's very, um, you learn, you'll learn. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'll see yep, try to catch it out once in a while. But I hate reading and I hate listening to books. <laughs> so I used to love reading, but now yeah. we got audio books. So that's easier. <laughs> like, and being stuck in traffic all the time, you know? Uh, yeah. Especially here in LA too. Yeah. yeah I know, I know I exactly mean- where you're coming from. Yeah. Well, I used to live in LA. So I, I, I remember the traffic. I miss LA. I lived in LA for over 10 years. Um, oh, okay. And I'm back over here. I'm tempted to go back. Oh. <laughs> I'm so yeah. tempted to go back because um, uh, like over here, it's just, uh, I don't know. I don't know if like after the pandemic, I feel like a cleansing of New York. And I went once to LA right after the pandemic and it it shocked me a little bit when I was there some of the stuff I saw but um I miss it the hell out of LA I miss the hell of it you know what I'm yeah saying? my my wife is from New York and she says the same thing so I want to go back to New York one day really but, what, yeah, what is she how did you meet your wife in high school I met her in high school 
So she grew up in New York, but she moved out here when she was 16. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, so I'm, you guys I, are high school sweethearts? Not not so much. I was with somebody else at the time. Oh. I was so, yeah, I was somebody else. So my kid's mom, I'm no longer with her. So I was uh-huh. with my kid's mom almost eight, about seven or eight years. And mm-hmm. I went probably about 10 years without even talking to my wife now. And mm-hmm. once me and my uh, kid's mom split up, I ended up seeing her on Facebook. You know, I just scrolling through somebody's page and I saw her. I was like, oh, let me see what she's up to. You know, I just sent her a message. And from there, long story short, here we are eight years later. What is you know, she ethnic wise? She is Salvadorian. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. She's okay. No, I was trying to see if she was Puerto Rican because, uh, but oh, she's a uh, Salvadorian. Yeah. 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 Okay. Full blooded Salvadorian. Yeah. She oh, grew up. Okay. Yeah. She grew up in, in New York and she moved out here when she was 16. And, you know, we were good friends in high school. We went about 10 years without talking to each other, not even knowing anything about her. Mm-hmm. And just out of the blue, just spawned her on Facebook and we reconnected and here we are now. So Aww. it's been a crazy, strange, weird, <laughs> toxic love story. Toxic love story. <laughs> yeah. Yo, does she throw down and make some pupusas though? Yeah, but she don't like to. Oi! <laughs> yeah, she'll, she'll do it. She'll do it for me because I love them. But uh-huh. she, she's, she really hates making them. She said, but oh. she, she gets down in the kitchen though. That's, she does. I, I, I love her. Yeah, I love her cooking. But there's certain shit that she don't like to cook. But she'll do it for me when I'm craving on once in a while. But yeah, she, oh yeah, she gets down. I, I love she her gets cooking. Because oh, uh, when I lived in North Hollywood, there was a neighbor across the street every Saturday, and they would make pupusas. Oh my god, they were so good. Oh, yeah, I fucking love them. But yeah. I know she don't like making them, so I don't ask them for them all the time. <laughs> it's like once once every two or three months thing she'll do them for me. Mm, and, cool. But, yeah, she gets down. And, she, and she's and she been 100-bit supportive of uh, you doing comedy and all that. She shows up uh, all the shows. Yeah. Uh, for the most part, yeah. It's because mm-hmm. most of my shows are during the week. Mm-hmm. And her job, well, her job now, you know, she works at nights. So she'll she'll catch them when she can. Uh, she used to be there all the time, but mm-hmm. now you know she she got promoted at her job and she's working different hours now. So mm-hmm. she'll she'll be there when she can. But for the most part, she she helps me a lot. Yeah, she really she really does help me a lot. And, and she's down. <laughs> yeah, she supports me a hundred percent on everything that I do. You know, that's good. Um, just because she knows my work ethic and mm-hmm. just trying to get everybody out the hood. That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> You know, I see the bigger picture and I'm not stopping right. until I get to that bigger picture. You know, I'm not stopping at all until I get to where I really want to be. Yeah, I, I noticed a very big difference with the L.A. comics recently than the New York comics. I noticed like, you know how like back in the day they said, oh, New York's the grind and the hustle. I'm starting to see more of the hustle from L.A. Uh-huh. I hey. honest to God, because I'm seeing like kind of like and this is me people are probably gonna get pissed but i'm seeing like uh like every la comic that i've like invited on they're showing up 
they're showing up. And then I see yeah. when I'm researching them, I'm seeing them on podcasts. I'm seeing like they're at different shows all the time. And the New York comics, it's like a whole little game. You know what I'm saying? To yeah. get them on. Like, I'm like, yo, what the hell? What happened in New York? Is it the water? Is people slowing down? But <laughs> yeah, um, I just, I'm, I'm really loving the energy like coming out of LA recently. Um, that's why it's like made me want to come back. Cause I'm like, man, people are just up for the cheddar. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, yeah. and then they see the bigger picture, and it, it, and you guys, I just applaud all of you, and, and uh, I, I, I appreciate had, it. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I never been to New York, and I haven't done no comedy out there, so I it's, really it's a little bit, it's a little bit. I'll warn you, like ahead of time, like that audience in Manhattan looks rough. Uh, like it, it does look rough, and um, you know, I it it. it like I've sat and I've been like, damn, and they're like just sitting there. Like it's some like finance bros or or millennials that are, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. spoon fed. It it look to me. It looks like I'm looking at the crowd and I'm like, damn, they look a little bit difficult. Um, that's what I personally notice. You know what I'm saying? Um, but it it's a, you know it used to be a good spot or whatever but i what i'm noticing because i'm dealing with a lot of comics as i'm like every time i deal with la comics like they're up they're ready and then like i saw on your flyer like a couple people on one of your flyers i saw i think karina who's been on the show stephanie who's been on the show and somebody else like everybody um, like, yeah so yeah so that that show coming up on tuesday in my all-female uh-huh. show so oh okay my, yeah so that was gonna be on my first all-female show Mm-hmm. And I rebrand that one, Comedy is Queen. You know, oh. I just, and so I kind of threw something fun out there. You know, Comedy is Queen is going to be all females, you know. And that one just happened. It, it pretty much happened by accident. Mm-hmm. I didn't purpose, I didn't purposely bring uh, all females on there. It just happened. Pretty much. It just happened. Accident. It's just who would show up. Yeah, because those I've had. I have Stephanie on one of my shows before. Mm-hmm. And I've done plenty of shows with her. Um, Karina. Karina had me on her show last year, mm-hmm. and I know she's been busy. And she actually reached out to me to be on one of my shows. And I had her booked to headline one of my shows uh, a couple months ago, but unfortunately, I had to cancel it. And mm-hmm. I I felt bad for canceling it. And I tried to get her back on on one of my other shows, but she was booked. And mm-hmm. so, and the same thing with the other comics. I had them on separate shows, but for some reason or another, they couldn't make it to those shows and they all just happen to be available on the 8th which is on Tuesday and I'm like, you know what, fuck it I'm not gonna I'm not gonna invite no no males on it then I'm just gonna fucking bring all these females put them together you know get this woman empowerment you know show how female comics are that, know, and that's good that you me. did that as a producer like you you that's kind of good that you did that because a lot of men are like, you know, they get funny when they see female comics or whatever, or they, you, I've I've been around some male comics that it's like, you can't even talk like you, you're second citizen. So I applaud you for doing that for us, you know, for females, women in general, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I appreciate that. But yeah, it's, it's because I got three daughters. I got three daughters. Oh, you know. okay. I got three. Yeah, I got three daughters. <laughs> so if up, they want to be a cop, remember, let them be a yeah. cop. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Buy yeah, them the little, the belt, the little uniform. You got to be dressing yeah. your kids or, like LAPD. Yeah, or, yeah, or they want to be comics, you know, I'm going to give them a mic. Right. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, I grew up around females all my life, you know, so I have mm. a respect, you know, I have a respect for 
a hundred percent uh every female I come across. And I'm excited for the show on Tuesday. You know, I'm excited for them to do their thing. And I'm not even you know, I'm not even gonna do my own set. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take away from them. I'm just gonna go on my, my host and that's it. You know, I just, I'm just producing now I'm a host and let them do their thing, you know, for the whole night. So that's pretty much my whole plan for that one. Damn, that's good. That's good. And you've got I saw the lineup. It's a pretty it's a good lineup. Oh yeah. That yeah you they, they're, all, they're all fucking badasses. Yeah, yeah. So do you have a favorite place that you do like performing or out of all your uh spots that you this this uh um a favorite place yeah you know or anything iconic iconic that you were like damn i was here shit well my first like i've been been doing stand-up comedy for like two and a half years and Mm -hmm. my there's the stand-up comedy club in the city of bellflower just opened Mm -hmm. up like two years ago and that was very my very first actual comedy club that i got invited to so that mm. one, that one will always stick with me because I've done a lot of bars, restaurants, you know, rooftop shows, you know, shit like that, where people not really there for the comedy, but the right. stand up comedy, yeah, the stand up comedy club in the city of Bellflower, that was my very first opportunity to be in a crowd that actually was there for comedy, and it was a packed place, maybe I'm gonna say estimated to like four or five hundred people, so it was like my biggest crowd to perform in front of, mm-hmm. and. When I got on that stage, I was like, oh, shit, you know, this is this is different. You know, this is different. And I loved every minute of it because I didn't bomb. You know, I was on my fucking I was on my A game that day. And mm-hmm. to have every, to have that many fucking people laugh. It, it was just fucking that one sticks with me 100 percent. That one really sticks with me a lot because that was pretty much my biggest crowd. They were there for the comedy. I was. I was asked to be a future. I was asked, I wasn't asked to be a, a opener or nothing. I was in the middle, so that made me proud to be, you know, one of the comedians to be featured on that show. I was like, damn, all the fucking work that I did led up to this fucking point right here, and that one always sticks with me. Uh, some of the improvs around here, um, mm-hmm. they're pretty cool, but I was there as an opener, you mm-hmm. know, so I wasn't really one of the faces on there. So I think. That stand-up comedy club where I was actually one of the faces on there, mm-hmm. that one, that one sticks with me. That one's the one that I'm like, fuck, I'm here, I made it. This is this is a fucking yeah. big deal for me here. So that one, that one always sticks with me. That's always always gonna be my fucking favorite show. Just at the moment, because so many fucking right, right. people showed up. Yeah, yeah. That one, that one's the one. That one, that one's the one right there. Yeah. Uh, any plans to tour pretty soon do you like see yourself touring or what do you think i do i i hope i, I hope so um last year was a pretty fucking good year for me uh-huh. um you know I, I i did shows in texas i did shows in denver i did shows in vegas and arizona uh-huh. and back home and that was i did maybe um i'm gonna say eight shows in 12 days from California to Texas, Denver, Arizona, and Vegas. And that was pretty much like my first actual, I guess, tour, you want to say. And it right. was a short, it was a short, you know, eight shows. But within eight shows, I traveled, what, four or five states, uh-huh. you know. And that was, I really want to get that back. I really want to get that back. Because right now, I'm more focused on producing my own shows at the mm-hmm. moment, you know. But once, once I really get things settled down, and I start 
you know, networking with more people. I I really do. I want to get back to the fucking. I want to get back to that that touring shit again. You know, I yeah. really want to get back to that. And I got so much on my plate where I'm just trying to fucking balance everything at the same time. You know, yeah. my kids are. You know, my kids are growing. My kids are getting older, and I'm trying to balance being a dad at the How same. How old time. are the uh, your daughters? My daughters. So I got two eight year olds, and my oldest twins? is twelve. He my was. They're not. They're not twins. Um, oh, okay. So I'm a blend. I'm a blend. Yeah, I'm a blended family. You know, so my oh, okay. my wife my wife has her two kids. You know, oh, and I okay. got my two kids, and okay. her kids grew up with me, so they're they're my kids. You know, mm-hmm. you know, they're my kids. I'm dad to them. So okay. our two youngest, our two youngest, they're both eight. You know, they're two months apart. Um, mm-hmm. and then I have a son that that turns eleven in November, mm-hmm. and my oldest just turned twelve. And that's the girl. And that's the girl, yeah. And so she, you have another year before the hell comes in, the devil. I, yep, I've been hell already. <laughs> I've been, I've been, I've been in hell already. Like With her, turned, yeah. The moment she turned twelve, it's just, <laughs> uh, so she's talking about boys. She's talking about makeup. She's talking about all that shit and everything. I, I've already seen the attitudes and all that shit and everything. So, and she knows that I put all that shit into comedy. You know, everything that she does, mm-hmm. I turn mm-hmm. it into jokes and she hates that shit. Everything mm-hmm. that she does, I turn it into a video on TikTok and almost all her friends in school follow me on TikTok. Really? I, yeah. I told her, <laughs> hey, you do that to yourself. Keep, keep you this shit up. Like, She's going to yeah. behave. Yeah. I was like, you do this to yourself. You keep doing that shit. I'm going to turn it into a joke. That's the best way. <laughs> you know, and she's. She's learned it. She's learned it. She she's kind of she's calmed down and she's you know she's respectful. She not she's not a bad girl. She's not a bad kid. Mm-hmm. But right, right. Not, like every like every young girl, you know, you'll have the attitudes thinking. Oh, I I remember that. Yes, <laughs> my youngest is nineteen now. Thank God. But uh, <laughs> she put me through the worst hell. She put it this way: my daughter, like I thought, like got men were like, you know, I've dated guys and I've had bad experiences experiences with men or whatever oh no yeah wait till you have a daughter (laughs) right and i got three of them oh yeah and i got three of them so it's just pretty much me and my son against everybody else here in this house (laughs) yeah oh you and your son against everybody else (laughs) yeah just us two we always get ganged up on so we gotta stick together me and him (laughs) oh no because it's it's it it was hell and then it just was uh man girls are they're good when they're young and i think yeah. the, was oh, they're yeah. good when they're when they're little or whatever they don't get in trouble but then when they get like a certain age but my oldest wasn't bad mm. yeah but she yeah but my, she was yeah mine is, mine is not she's not bad it's just the whole attitude thing right know, but I, my yeah, oldest the, didn't have um my oldest didn't have so much of an attitude or she wasn't she was defined. She was good, but um, my oldest was gay, so that was like a blessing for me in a way. Okay. And I, I knew when she named the guinea pigs Ellen and Portia, I was like, okay, yeah. That's, that's, that's... <laughs> I knew it. It was like I already knew it. Oh, we knew it. And then I was like, I was, I was happy. I was like, I'm not about to be a grandmother at in my 30s. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like an abuela, like at that young, like let's stop this from going on you know what i'm saying but the the youngest was just hell like oh yeah yeah i I feel you yeah these kids but they're i mean they listen i I have one-on-one talks with them all the time you know just Mm -hmm. to show them how serious i am because 
when I grew me growing up, I got my ass beat all the time. My mom used to beat my ass, you know, but I grew up without my dad. He, he was in and out of prison, and I haven't talked to mm-hmm. my dad in maybe like seven years. Mm-hmm. But my mom was the one that pretty much raised me. I think so. That's why I think I am the way I am because of my mom. And right. I'm trying to flip it a little with my kids. Cause I don't like to hit my kids. I just, you know, raise my voice and they understand what the fuck I'm saying. But, yeah. and when I talk to them, I don't curse at them. But when they know when I start cursing, they know, oh shit, he mad, man. <laughs> it was like, he, oh, he really mad. Oh shit. And they, you know, they get it after that. You know, they understand and they'll relax. You know, they'll act good. They'll, I'll go maybe two good weeks until they forget about everything and start acting oh. like <laughs> And then <laughs> I, I have like two. Yeah, I'll have like two good weeks and then they start bull- with their bullshit again. But mm. hey, I love my kids at the end of the day. So yeah. I'm just trying, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to raise them in a way where they're not out there on the streets and shit and, and got to struggle like I struggled. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah no, at we least, do a lot for our kids. Yeah, yeah, at least they have me in their life. That's, that's the only thing, you yeah. know, that they love it. But the voice, I think, with men, there were studies that the, when the men raised their voice, that's it. It And I remember that with, from my father, he just raised his voice and I would behave. Yeah. Because you know yeah, they don't, because they don't, they don't listen to their mom. <laughs> their yeah, mom, they, they don't have, they don't have that, that strong voice. And they are like, they don't listen to me. They listen to you. Like, you're, you're not scary. <laughs> it's like, you're not scary <laughs> enough. They don't take you seriously. And like you, they, they get babied a lot from their mom. So yeah. It's like, how are you expecting to, you know, listen right. to you, you baby him all the time? Yeah. But I think it's, it's something though with the voice, the male, it, there was like a study and the male, something about when the male raises his voice, the kids automatically behave. That's why it's, yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of important for fathers to be around, you know? Yeah. 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 And that happens a lot too, because, you know, they're always on their iPads and their fucking phones and all that shit and everything. And when, when my wife comes in and, okay, like, get off for a, li- for a little bit and they don't listen to her. Like, go tell them to them. They don't listen to me. I was like, all right, fucking get off your shit. You know, go watch TV or go read a book or something. And boom, they're off. <laughs> yeah. like, why, don't, why don't they listen to me? I was like, oh, go in there and take that shit away. Don't ask them. Yeah. Just tell them. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it, it's easier. It's like, I don't know, like... I think it's it's it is more of the male voice like that because it's it's something about it. I don't know, like a study or something I heard. So, um, how is it with family life though when you do travel now? Is that get difficult? Like, is your wife calling? Like, yeah, right. So, the thing with that, like, my mm -hmm. wife, when I did travel, she goes with me, Mm -hmm. and. The good, the, I guess the thing about having, you know, a joint or a blended family is that uh, our kids can stay with her mom, oh, you know, with, okay. with, with grandma, yeah, yeah. with grandma, yeah. but then my kids stay with their mom, okay. you know, so my wife's kids will stay with their grandma and then my okay. kids will have their mom. Oh, you know? okay. Yeah. So the traveling part without the kids is kind of easy. Cause, you know, uh-huh. we got that support, you know, we got that support from, you know, around us, right. but, um, but we do take family trips, you know, there'll, there'll be times where I feel bad that I was at a different state or something. I couldn't bring my kids with me. So I will plan for us to go to where I just finished doing a show at, mm-hmm. you know, so my kids, you know, so sometimes it's easy 
but sometimes it gets hard because of the money, especially traveling. Because we're a family of six, you know, it's the four kids, and, and it's yeah, the yeah, four yeah. kids and, and us too. So it does get expensive. So we don't do it all the time. We'll pretty much put everything on credit, <laughs> and then once we pay that shit off, you know, we we you know start start all over again. Mm-hmm. But with the traveling part, you know, for the most part, it's just me and my wife, you know, and then mm-hmm. my kids understand. And I told them once you guys get older, oh for sure I'm bringing you guys. You know, I'm gonna bring you guys with me. You know, because a lot of comedy clubs are 21 and over. You know, I can't have right. my kids at the end of the day, you know. But, yeah. you know, they they understand. You know, if I had, I've had those conversations with them. You know, there's going to be times where I'm not going to be around, you know. But just understand why I'm doing it. You know, just understand why why dad is not around when he needs to be. You know, I'm out here trying to get you guys, you know, a bigger house at the end of the day. <laughs> and they understand it and then they don't think about the whole comedy once once they hear bigger house they'd be like oh so you're working for me to get my own room I was like, <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah pretty much okay that's it I was like go ahead go off go do what you gotta do but yeah you have to make gotta... kids realize yeah we're yeah, grinding we're... for a reason <laughs> exactly and i try to implement that on what they want to do you know because they're growing mm-hmm. up my, my oldest daughter is getting into soccer now uh my son is getting into baseball the two youngest, they're still lost. They don't know what life is yet. But the mm-hmm. old, the two oldest ones, they're already realizing how hard you gotta work if you want to be good at something, you know. Yeah. So my oldest, my oldest, she's getting into soccer. So her more focus now is on soccer. So her attitude is kind of leaving me a little bit now. The whole mm-hmm. talking about boy stuff is leaving me now. Now she's more focused on soccer. She just wants to talk about soccer all the time. I'm like, cool. I'd rather talk about soccer than freaking boys <laughs> you know and same <laughs> thing with my step well, well, same thing with my son he's into baseball now so <sighs> shit is hard balancing yeah all, you got, all uh, that all stuff these, to go to yeah, yeah but yeah hey, this the I, life heard, I, chose. I heard one of your sets you were saying that's right because i heard one of them you said oh, i always bring my wife so she, it and I thought it was funny because he said, I always bring my wife so she knows what I'm doing or something like that. You said, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's pretty much just like, uh, I'm telling you, she's Salvadorian. So she's uh-huh. Latina and she grew up in New York and she got that New York accent. And I was like, I, I bring her with me so I don't have to be explaining why I'm also late. You know, it's like, <laughs> I don't have to check in on you or this is, this is why I'm not answering my text message. You know, so this is, now you're seeing it because when I'm at my shows, you know, I'm interacting with everybody. So I'm really on my phone. And by doing that, by doing that, like, I don't even take no pictures of my shows. I don't take no videos and all that no. shit. I'm, I'm bad at it. You know, I'm more focused on making sure the customers and the comedians are cool. You know, right. and I'm, uh, I am I rarely take pictures. I'm rarely taking fucking videos. And I got to get better at that shit. Cause you got to get her to film it. Yeah, I tried to, but then and then she's over there interacting with everybody. <laughs> and like she's over there interacting with everybody because she, everybody knows who she is as soon as she walks into the door. My 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 wife is like a lot of she's very popular. She's probably more popular than I am when it comes to my show, <laughs> you know. Especially with the female comics or the the mm-hmm. females in the crowd, you know, because she has purple hair, and everybody asks her how she does it and how she takes her hair and all that. Oh, her stuff. hair's totally purple. Yeah, well, it used to be, but it's fading out now. She's getting... Oh, okay. Yeah, she's trying to go to a different color. But it, it used to be purple, purple, you know, mm-hmm. like like that like that grimace shape at McDonald's. That's how, 
<laughs> that's how purple purple used to be but it's fading now but she's very she used to film a lot she really used to film a lot but now it's like i'm not even on stage that long no more you know my whole mm. focus is my whole focus is more like i want the customers to be comfortable you know i'm, I'm more right, I'm right. everywhere yeah like I'm, I'm everywhere now you know so i gotta get me my own photographer i think i gotta get me my own photographer to do all that shit because i have a lot of comedians tell me bro if you show how many seats you're selling and you post that shit up more people are gonna want to fuck with you yeah no that that does help and then yeah. um because i go looking through social media for different comics and I see yeah. what their sets and I see if they're funny. I'm like, I'm, I'm nosy like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, if I'm noticing it and I'm looking for people for my podcast, like you got to get somebody to tape it when, whenever you're up, but I get where you're coming from because yeah. you're a promoter and these people come into you all the time. Like that's your business. That's your money. So you, you're doing the, you know, you're, 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 yeah. you're wearing two different hats in, in a way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, um, Cause I, I'm I'm not just I'm like I said I'm I'm not just trying to do comedy, mm-hmm. you know I'm trying to I'm trying to think out the box. I don't want to be just dimensional, just sticking to comedy. Uh, right. Yesterday, last night, I just got done promoting my first hip hop show, mm-hmm. you know, and that was you know same thing. My whole comedy is king thing. I use it as 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 a as a phrase to different things. So this one was hip hop is king. Mm-hmm. You know, I just finished doing a hip hop is king show, and that one was a damn near sellout. I was able to get pictures wow. on that, so I'm gonna be posting all that shit up tomorrow. But that was that one was really, it was stressful at first. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tickets, tickets when I first uh, announced it, the tickets they 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 went pretty fast. But then somewhere in the middle, I wasn't selling nothing, and then two weeks before the show, I wasn't selling nothing. I'm like, fuck, man, I, I think one might be this one might be a failure. But within the last three days leading up to Saturday, I was in, I ended up selling 30 more tickets. So I ended up, it was um, a venue that fitted about 75 people. I had about 60 on that show. You know, people, about 60 people came in. So I was 15 tickets short of a sellout. And mm-hmm. it was fucking people loved it, you know, because I have a lot of hip hop artists that follow me um, mm-hmm. through, through networking. And right. I was like, you know what? And I asked each and every one of them, how much stage time are you guys getting? I was like, oh, bro, I haven't done a show within, like, the last two months. Oh, I haven't ha- had a show within a month. And just by talking to them, that's when the fucking light went off. We're like, fuck it. You, let's go make Yeah, if you guys are not getting the opportunity, let me yeah. fucking, let, let me get the venue. Because venues come to me all the time, you know. And I was like, I got that connection with people. Let me just get the venue, and I'll put this shit together. And, boom, long story short. Saturday yesterday was a fucking amazing show. Everybody so that was your to, first hip hop show, right? My first hip hop show. Yeah. Wow. And that was one of my proudest moments right there as as a producer myself. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was it was dope. A lot of people showed up, a lot of people came to support. And those one of them shows were actually made money instead of losing money. Right. You know, so I was actually profiting on that one. So that one was pretty that was pretty amazing. That was yeah. that was a great night. Oh, it's nice when you're a producer and you finally can make some money back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> People don't know, like it is um because I had I produced two different podcasts. And you know what? I have to say, when I was trying to book you, you were like I was emailing you, we weren't getting into dates, you were like on top of it. 
And I'm like, God, this guy's so like diligent and all that compared to majority of comedians. But you understand because you're in the same place that I'm in all the time. Yeah. And I show, you know, I show everybody respect at the end of the day. You know, if you're going to, if you're trying to get me on, I understand. Like, I appreciate it if you're trying to get me on, you know, and there, and there's been podcasters that interviewed where they didn't understand that booking side of thing. You know, I was like, you're trying to, you know, you're trying to book me on a date where I'm already booked. Don't get mad yeah. at that. You know, I already yeah. have, I already have. Well, no, when people, booked. I, when, like, I think you said, oh, these dates are busy or whatever. And I think I, I, for me, I was getting too many bookings myself, but you were like patient. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You were, yeah. you were great to deal with, to book, to look like where I've had some comics, like off text and then be like, who's your editor? <laughs> one comic did that. Who's your editor? I'm like, it's someone and I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to give up my editor hell no like and I'm like are you going to be on my podcast and this is somebody in New York and I'm like oh man forget that now I don't even want to deal with you you just want yeah, all my yeah, you want to know who my editor and my producer but you ain't you're playing games with me oh screw you like yeah exactly and some people you know some people are too stuck up you know they, mm-hmm. they, they're they're selfish that way yeah yeah they're they're real selfish and for me for me it's different i'm like this is an opportunity for me to get my name out there you know whether whether you have whether you're a podcaster that has 100 views or 100 followers or 10 followers it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. you're giving me a platform to speak you know you're giving me a platform to speak and i show everybody respect because that's the way i grew up you know and same thing will work uh, I, I I treat everybody with respect, whether you're the CEO or you're the janitor. I don't care who you are. I'm going to treat you the right. same way I treat everybody. And being in this industry, knowing how many people will stand me behind my back, knowing how many people I doubt with with all that shit, I'm like, that's them. I'm going to let them do their thing. Let them be that way. I'm not going to be that way at all. Right. Yeah. Because yeah, I've had a podcaster uh, about a year ago that wanted beef with me because he couldn't get me on his show. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't on me because if you're going to, if you're going to invite me to your show, your podcast or whatever, and I ask you, what dates are you available? And you're not responding mm-hmm. to me, then that, you know, that makes me not want to do your show. You know, it's like yeah. you reached out to me and I'm asking you, what dates are you available? So I could, you know, see what yeah, dates yeah, are yeah, free, yeah. you know, to see what dates are free. And he disappeared for maybe a month. And then he got back to me. I was like, oh, you're still down to do my show. Second time, bro, what are your dates? Send me your dates. You know, let me know yeah, what dates are available, you know. And again, disappeared for like two weeks. And then he asked me again, oh, are you still willing to do my show? And I'm like, you know what, bro? Like, don't reach out to me no more, dog. Like, you reached out to me three times already. I asked mm. you what dates are available. You're not giving me these dates. So Yeah, you. but you were simple. I just had to look. It was, I had so many bookings before because like I said I went down a row Stephanie Tejada referred me people and I went down like a row of people and everybody was like yes here's the date oh wow here's the date and I'll talk it every day I was doing a (laughs) if you look at my last you'll probably recognize all the names in the past like six weeks um yeah yeah, you'll if you'll probably see like tonight's Jerry as we speak he's he's up this week this episode will probably go out two weeks from now okay um but uh I had so many people back to back but you were easy to deal with like you I didn't have like you were very very professional very polite um I've reached out to people and I've given them dates and then they're like oh I'm busy or whatever and I'm like okay cool but then when I after the second time if 
you ain't giving me feedback or dates. Second time, I'm not dealing with you no more. (laughs) I'm not sweating. I'm not begging for you to come on. Now I'm not even interested in you. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's exactly, you know, that's exactly how I am. You know, I'll give you, I'll give you, you know, after the second message, if you're not cooperating, then hey, that's it. Yeah. You know, well, all due respect that at the end of the day, hey, we tried, we couldn't get it done, whether one way or another. You know, yeah. like I gotta respect your time. Just you gotta respect my time. You know, like if you yeah. if you got like if you're telling me your dates are booked, it's cool. You know, you already had other people on your show. But yeah. if I'm asking you like what dates are you available, and you're not mm-hmm. telling me, then what's the point of inviting me for? If you're not giving me those dates, you know, and yeah. then get mad and then get mad at me when I already done booked some something else. Right, you know, right, right. And you take yeah. offense from that. It's like, hey, bro, like, yeah. At the end of the day, I got my own shit to deal with too. Yeah. You know. And then I like but, it when people go, listen, I, I like it when people are straightforward. Listen, I'm traveling for two weeks. After the 10th, I'll be free. I forgot who told me that. I think it was Jerry Garcia told me that. I was like, okay, cool. No problem. He was like yeah. straight to the point. I'm not available to after this day. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. And um, he was good. You, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. um, like I said, Jerry, yeah, Jerry Garcia, he doesn't say shit with me. He doesn't say yeah. shit with me. So I know exactly where you're coming from. Jerry, Jerry is real professional, but. Yeah. Oh, everybody, I, I think I've been everybody I'm trying to think of in L.A. I've been dealing with has been pretty straight. It's my New Yorkers yeah. that I'm like, you know, what's the what the hell going on in New York anymore? Because yeah. you know yeah, Jerry, Jerry, I, I've been trying to get him to headline one of my shows. Mm-hmm. And I've, I tried maybe for the last two months. And he oh, goes, really? you know what, bro, I don't want to beat around the bush. I'm you know, I'm on tour all the way to September. Uh, yeah. Reach out to me in October and we'll talk. Yeah, that's see, right, but cool. that's straight. Like he's like, listen, yeah. I'm not gonna like. He's not bullshitting you. He's keeping it yeah. 100. Like, and that's exactly what he did. So, and he's not losing any opportunities. I rather hear that than the like little game play. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And and, yeah, and I'm noticing. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. The ones like, oh, I'll get back to you tomorrow, and then tomorrow, yeah. comes, or you know, I'll get back to you next week, and then next week comes, I'll get back to you. Yeah. Yeah, I I, nobody don't have for. time for that. Nobody. Yeah, exactly. It's like, man, I'm not gonna be holding off for you. There's, there's somebody else, you know, out there looking for an, an opportunity, and you know, it takes away from the next person that signed up. You know, because you right. want to play the little bullshit game. Right. Um. Now you, you don't have your own podcast, right? I think you have a YouTube channel. I think I found your YouTube. I have channel. a YouTube channel that, fuck, I haven't been on it for a minute. You know, I haven't been on it for a minute. I started, you know, I started my own. South podcast where I'm putting short stories about myself of how I grew mm-hmm. up, but I think I didn't probably like two or three of those out. Probably oh, okay, that, that's what yeah. I saw because I was researching you and I did see that you had a YouTube. Um, yeah, I I always try taking time out and researching and watching some material of every comic that comes on. Um, and, I, and I appreciate that. We all appreciate that that you you, you do the work. To, yeah. Yeah, do, do the, the research. Who, no, because I've been on podcasts and they don't do any research on me. And then they be asking me, I said, like, who's giving you this information about me? Like, yeah, right. No, yeah, I tried the whole YouTube thing. And, yeah. But it's kind of like more time wise. I think timing, I haven't had the time to put my own stuff out like that, you know. Right. Because, um, well, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm working, you know, I get up to work at four in the morning, I get uh-huh. home at two. And then I start focusing on the, on, the, on the comedy stuff. And then right. when I'm focusing on the comedy stuff, it's like, how much time do I have to actually film something? But then when my phone is going off, like with 
different messages here and there. It's kind of hard to. Right, right, it's really, right. It's really, it's really kind of hard to get all that balance, everything. Yeah. So, um, I get you. Well, we got to get your myself, wife. We'll get your wife to start doing the filming. Right. And get her in charge of. There is of a comic, um, Sarah Conteres, that I interviewed. She was She's actually like a, somebody I always admire. And at her shows, her husband is the whole time filming. It's yeah. the cutest, most adorable thing. And yeah, it's so like, and he's right there with the camera and he's got the angle and he handles her social media. Yeah. So we, we need to get your wife. I have to invest. <laughs> I have, actually I have to invest in a good camera at the end of the day too. You use Cause a I, cell phone. So then you try to use a cell phone so much. And then when that fucking storage cuts and the whole thing cuts and all that shit and everything, it's just trying to get all that storage on your phone. You right. Know, well, what to, you do, you, you got to get um like Amazon or Google or whatever has it or even Dropbox. So when they film it, then they're going to have to put it in one of those things. That's what you yeah, have the, to do right storage. away. And then yeah. you delete it. Yeah. So you don't have that problems. Oh, but the cell awesome. phone's good enough. And then with the light, yeah. you know. Yesterday at my, my, my hip hop show, um, so my headliner, his name is Tony Shane. And he came mm-hmm. with like three camera people. Like he came in deep. I was like, oh shit, this dude looking legit. <laughs> you know, and yeah. that was pretty dope. All like that's something I don't need those three people, but if I could get somebody with a quality camera to do that for me, mm-hmm. I, I'd rather go that route. Let them let them film, let them do the editing for me. And let me just Oh, I may shit. have a guy for you in LA, in fact. My oh, really? may, yeah. yeah, I'll I don't know, like he's done when I lived out there, he did work. Um, he has two kids and I, and he does cam like he does like he can do events. He can do different stuff. And he's reason when we end, I'll give you his number. Um, he's got two, two boys and, uh, okay. he's, he's straight. He's very straight. To, uh, yeah, that would be dope. yeah, yeah that I'll give you dope. his information. So, but listen, um, thank you so much again for coming on, um, Sunday Funday this Day, um, will you let my audience know where they can find you, all your social medias and everything else? Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me from LA to New York. So my name is mm-hmm. David Josso. You can finally you can find me at David Josso Comedy at all you know social media platforms. That's my handle for everything. And it's David Josso J A S S O Comedy. You know you can find me on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube sometimes, Twitter, Burley. Facebook and as your family, I won't be there. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much. And I am Marcella Alonso. You can find me at Marcella Sobella, uh, YouTube, Marcella Sobella, IG, and Facebook. Um, thank you so much again for being yeah. on Sunday Funday. Thank you. Appreciate you.